need to repeat this because I need to give honor where honor is due. My Lord. Lord, have your way this morning. That's all we want. How many came this morning and said, Lord, have your way? Have your way, Lord. And that's what we're going to do. But I've been to a a few churches visiting and, and, and been out and about. Let me tell you what. Cutler, this morning, the presence of God was so thick. His presence was just there. And you just wanted to worship. Hear the same thing. God has blessed you people. You people are blessed because there is such a freedom in the house of the Lord. There's such a freedom and liberty here to worship God and to give Him thanks and to give Him praise. And, and, and that's, that there's honor there because it just, that just doesn't happen. There takes hard work and dedication. There takes soul, it takes going out and plowing that field and your pastors have pastors' hearts and, 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 and they're your pastors, they're my pastors. Now, and, and, and I'm so thankful and blessed to be able to be part of it, part of you, be part of this movement, what God is going to do for you here in the city of Danuba, in the city of Cutler Rossi, Orange Cove, Ivanhoe, wherever he says, go, who's going to say, here I am, I'm going to go, you're with me, right? That's what we're going to do. That's what he's called us to do. So it's an honor and privilege to be here. Pastor's been, been uh, sharing and Pastor D's been sharing and uh, um, they both they both bring it when they bring it, right? When they come up here, they're ready. They're ready to share the word. And and what I'm so thankful for, and is what people are looking for, is is when they go to a place, when they go somewhere to church, when they go there for a meeting. I I, I use this expression. I don't want to leave the same way I came. I just don't want to go to a place where it's a lot of religion and a little gargle, a little bit of religion and sing a few songs and say, good to see you and, and smile and say, I'll call you soon. God bless you and go through the, 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 the Christian cliche, but be tormented inside and leave the same way that I came in. And if you're here this morning, my prayer is that you don't leave the same. I don't care what it is that you don't leave the same. What if, if you, if it was the worship in that song, if it was a different song, if it was the opening, whatever it was, that whatever got you and got your attention by the leading of the Holy Spirit, that you leave differently and challenged. So that, that's my prayer this morning. Pastors have been talking on, 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 on passion, vision, and action. I got it straight this time, right? Okay. Got it in that order. And he's been in Proverbs, and uh, in, in, in Proverbs, uh, or Colossians 3.23 on passion. It says, whatever you do, work heartedly. Yeah. Work with passion. As for the Lord, and not for men. Yeah. See, sometimes, don't, don't get, you know, I'm, well, I'm one of those that I work hard, or work hard, well, you know, and I work hard for this. I work hard for the things that I have. I work hard for my car. I work hard for money in a bank. I work hard for, the, for buying a boat. I work hard for vacations. The Bible says to work hard and passionately for him, not for men, not for yourself. Ooh. It's good to have those things. I'm not saying not you can't have those things. God wants you to have those things. But our God, I believe, is saying, let's get your priorities right, Mark. Let's get priorities right. Let's, let's, let's go into that, to that place that's inside you that only you and God know. 
Only you and God know the inner man to where, where you're dealing, where you're carrying things with. I've had, for so long, I carried things in my life that, that I, I, was, I could hide them really well. I could hide them very well. And a lot of us have, have that, have that uh, um, nature and have that instinct from the human side where we can hide it. We come in and we look good, but man, you're tormented inside. Your challenges, you have obstacles that you're going through, and, and you're just afraid. You're afraid because you share it and people look at you differently. See, God's not going to look at you differently. He don't look at you differently right now. He loves you. He loves you. So if you come with something, and don't, don't leave with it. If it's something that's not of God, don't go home with it. Leave it, leave it here. Leave it here. I know if there was altars here, I know we'd open it up during this time of a pandemic, they say, but there's no pandemic in Jesus. There's no pandemic in God. You know, there's, 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 they're open. So get it right. Go home and be free and uh, watch what God will do in your life. Number two is, is, is um, vision. Proverbs 29, 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And number three is action. First Peter 1 Peter 1.13, I'm going to share with you. Therefore, preparing your minds for action. Preparing your minds for action. And that's where I'm going to kind of settle on this morning is prepare, prepare you the word that God gave me for, for, for CWC. Is action. It's ready, folks. The time is ready. The harvest is ready. We've been hearing, and you guys have been hearing uh, for, for, for so long now, on, on Matthew. What is it? Does anyone know? Pastor's been sharing. It's a quiz time. You're going to get tested on this. Matthew 9. You turn to page 1591. I, my, no, I'm just kidding you. You don't have to turn to that page. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to move on with the sermon, what God has laid on my heart for you. It's good that people... Is it, is it live YouTube? What do you call it? i got to get the link. Live YouTube. I'm, I'm not... You know, I don't even, I, I've had the worst time trying to hook up with you guys at home and live YouTube. I'm kind of old. So I still looking for a telephone where you put your finger and turn it. You know, a lot of you don't even know. If we give some of these younger folks that phone, they said, what is that? You know, you, do you throw it at, do you throw it at me or what is it? You wouldn't know what to do with it. Wouldn't know how to use it. <laughs> it says this in, 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 um, in the book of Matthew 19. It says, then Jesus went about all the cities. In villages, teaching for their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this scripture, but I love I love this little little parable that he's talking about. He was moved with compassion, and it says this for them because they were weary and scattered. See, they were weary and scattered. He had compassion for them because he looked out and he saw they were tired and they were everywhere. They were everywhere. And then it says, like sheep having no shepherd. You got to have a shepherd. See, with your walk with Christ, when you give your life to the Lord, part, the church is part of the plan of God. You need to, to get set in church. You need to get placed in church. You need to submit to your pastors. And be there for them. That, that, that's, that's, that's the purpose and the plan of God along until he comes. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest. 
If you have your Bible here, if you want to go on your phone and look, I want you to go to Amos. Not famous Amos cookies. Don't bring out your cookies, Joel. Leave them in your pocket, okay? Amos is right after Joel. In the Old Testament, if you have your phones, you want to take notes, give you time, a few minutes here. This word that I preached was for this morning, for Cutler, Rosie, and here's for you. The word that the Lord gave me. And I was sharing that there was, I wanted to, to give, I had something laid out and the Lord said, no, I want you to do this because this is what's getting ready to happen. This is what's getting ready to happen. And so if you go to Amos, verse 11, it says this. On the day I will raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages, I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as the days of the old. That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my names, says the Lord who does this thing. Now listen to this. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with, with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. You're saying, okay, what does this have to do with this? Stick with me. Stay with me. And I will bring back the captives of my people, Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled out. From the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Church, Amos was a common man. Just a common person in the Old Testament. Just an ordinary man. Going through a time of the season that probably wasn't expected. You and I are just common people. Went through a time where we weren't expect. How many, if you knew... That, that that was going to happen in, in the, uh, November of, of 2019. And if you knew 2020, was, you were to tell people that you're going to have to wear masks and, 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 a, and a half a million people are going to die and this and that and what was going on. And there's no be no school. You're going to run out of toilet paper, the stores. If you were to tell someone, they would have looked at you and told you, you are crazy. We weren't prepared for it. But we made adjustments. God knew it was going to happen. The Word of God says that the be- at the beginning, He knows the beginning. And, the- and He knows the end when, be- when He makes the beginning. God knows the ending of your life. God knows, and He set a plan for each and every one of you. Each one of you have an assignment. Each one of you have an assignment where, you- where-, where you're at right now, there's an assignment and a calling upon your life. And it's a matter of you saying, Lord, I accept it and I'll take it. I'll follow you. Each one of you. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to, 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 to be like a pastor, pastor angel and preach the style or, the, or be like me and preach. It doesn't matter. You're behind, you don't have to, to stand behind a pulpit. You can have an assignment at your job. I've known people to win more people to Jesus on their job than guys behind the pulpit. That's, that's, that's serious talk. I know, I, I remember, uh, um, um, who was it? It's father, Michelle Murillo. Morrill's wife was telling us that he, he, he was out in the golf, he, he went people on the golf course, he went people to Jesus. He went so many people to Jesus that, that, that they're on a, they're on a golf course. God can use you where you're at and what you're doing. It doesn't matter. 
Amos is a common man with a powerful, intense message. The Bible says that during this time in history, God spoke to this common man and, and to make an uncommon church. I believe that, that this worship center is going to be a very uncommon church. Just not ordinary, everyday, and it, and it, 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 it is already. It's just not just, a, just another church. You know, just out for your money and this and all. You know what people say. Let's, I'm not trying to avoid it. But no, I believe this church has a passion and has compassion for people. And I believe that it's going to get ready to, to open up and burst out like never before. Like never before. The harvest is plentiful. Amos was called to preach that God would do great things to the people that dwelled in his temple. In other words, would bring back restoration within the church. In verse 11, it says that the Lord is about to raise the tabernacle, which I'm believing that God is getting ready to release his power and glory like we've never seen before. Like we've never seen before in the church. Like never before here. I mean, the healing, I mean, the one, the healing took place in his back. I believe God is, was healing people just during worship. I believe God is healing some people right now while you're just sitting there. See, I don't, they don't take, someone don't have to come lay hands. That's good. It says to lay hands, but then it, then it also says to lay hands suddenly on no man. God is God. Just, just ask him when you're at home and if you need a healing right now, ask him. It's up to him and he'll do it. He'll do it. God is so good and he loves you and, and, um, he's awesome. I, and, and if you've been healed by God, put your, if God has healed you, lift your hand up at one time or another. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Now look, people, look around. So you who need a healing, look around. See, God is no respected of persons. He'll do the same to you. But he is, 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 is waiting for someone to say, Lord, I'm all in. God is ready to elevate something or someone from one position to another. God is ready to elevate someone or something from one position to another. He's ready to move you out of a comfortable place. He's ready to just say, I'm all in. You know what, 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 what you're going through, what you're dealt with cards you got, man, I don't want these. Give me some more. God has given you what he's given you. Trust in him enough to say, God, this is what you're giving me, but... It don't look good, but I'm all in because I trust in you. And I know what your word says, that you will guide me and direct me. And, and that, that the steps of the righteous men are ordered by God. In Isaiah 35, it talks about a way. It talks about the desert blooming. It talks, it, it talks about the river flowing through the dry time. It talks about it. And it talks about there being a high. It just, just came to me on the way here. And I shared the scripture. It says there's a way. And it's the highway of holiness. The highway of righteousness that I believe that God has called us to be. Isaiah 6, 8 says this. It says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I sin? We heard that last week when the pastor uh, mentioned that. He says, whom will I sin and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. If there is anyone in the house that will say, I'm all in and send me, put your hands together and give him a praise. Come on. God told Amos that he would lift up the house. He said that he would restore what was damaged. He said that whatever's damaged, I'm going to restore you. Whatever in your life that has been damaged, whatever emotion, whatever it is, God says, just bring it to me. 
I'm a God of restoration. I'm a, I'm, I'm a God of things that are broken. I put them back together. Each one of you is special in God. I, you're the apple of his eye. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel that you, you have let God down in some way. You feel that you have gone backwards or have stayed in a comfortable place with him during this past year of pandemic, during this past year of, of having to be shut in and staying away from people. Maybe the most, the best of your emotions have gotten, and it happens, has gotten to you, your nerves or whatever it might be. And, 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 and that time of, of not being able to go to church for a while and, and, and or, or being able to be in Bible studies and do all these different things and being told what to do, this and that. And, and if you just kind of maybe... Neglected the word of God. It's all right. Don't feel bad. God doesn't want you to feel bad. See, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't grade you on that. He didn't grade us and say, well, you got to see, you know, Joe, you got to see, Gary, you got a, a B minus and, 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 and Nate, you got, well, Nate, we'll go back to you later. Okay. We'll talk about B plus. He doesn't grade you. This is what he does. Get up, start again, start all over. Doesn't fail you, you haven't failed God. He's there, he loves you. He loves you so much that he's there for you. And no matter where you've gone or what you do, you say, God, where are you? He says, I'm right here with you, it's all right. It might not be, not, might not be where, where I would have told you to go, but I'm here with you anyway. And he's there with you through difficult times. And I believe 2020 is, was some difficult times for some people because adjustments. To adjust to it. So maybe, maybe you felt short, you know, that during that time that, that your walk wasn't quite to where it is. And, and now we're still coming in, in 21 to where it's opening up a little bit more and, and uh, um, um, make some New Year's resolutions to do this and do that. But maybe today is, is the day that, that, that you lay on your heart. You said, OK, I'm going to get back to where to where to where I was before. And if you didn't go backwards, you didn't say if you move forward, that's great, that's wonderful. You're not, but we're not. No one's better than anyone else. We're all we're all the same. We're we're we are, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're a family. We're a team. And we have the reason why I said we need to get things right because we have a responsibility. You and I, we have a lot of lot lot of lot of responsibility for Him. Isaiah forty twenty nine says He gives power to the weak. And then who have no might, he increases strength. He said, I don't know, I, I'm just tired, I'm, I'm, I'm weak, and I fall short, the things that I'm carrying. Them. His word says that he'll give power to you. He'll give you strength. He'll, he'll do that. So you're dealing with some issues in your life. Like I've had, man, if we were to get graded on issues and problems in life, boy, oh boy. Uh, my report card wouldn't be so, so looking too good, Joe. It wouldn't be looking too good, Pastor. But thank God for a loving God, a merciful God, a God that, that by grace, through grace, he's there for you. It says in verse 11 that God will repair its damages. If you will allow God, if you will allow God, he will restore and repair and the decay and the damage that has been done by yourself or, by, or been done by someone else or by your enemy. See, a lot of the times the damage that we do to ourselves or that we've done over the last year is because of ourselves. 
because you have a little more time by yourself. You stop, you stop spending time in prayer and, and, and you, and word and, and fellowship and encouragement and, 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 you know, the, the hug and the, the pat on the back and, you know, you, all that. You don't get that and you're feeling just, just not, not quite what you did before. But God is here this morning to say that everything's going to be all right. That God is here this morning and says, I have a plan for you specifically. God is here to tell you this morning that he has an assignment upon your life. And, and I want to, this life is so short, so short compared to eternity. So short, so short. It's like compared, uh, if it was air, air in this whole world, this is much, this is, this is our, our life that we live and everything else is eternity. But we live more for this than we do for that. Think about it. We can get caught up so easily in doing that, but God says, come on. Come on. Come on. There's people out there who need, who need me. There's people in Dinuba. There's people on Tulare Street. There's people on Merced Street. There's people on J Street. There's people on Golden Way. There's people in Chinatown. There's people on the, on the North End. There's people at Jefferson. There's people at Wilson. There's people at Grandview. There's, there, there's people at the high school. There's people on College Avenue. There's people in the parks. There's people in the streets who need me. And I want to reach them. But he says, whom shall I send? Who will go? Who will be the light in the darkness? He is the light, but he wants to use you and I to transfer that light through us and to be obedient to find someone who's hurting. See, up here, you're here today because we're, we're, you, cause you love God. You want to come and you want to learn, and, and the Bible says to forsake not the, 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 the fellowship of each other, of coming together. You're getting equipped. Pastors here every week after week equipping you, equipping you, equipping you, equipping you, pouring into your lives, discipling you, discipling you, discipling you. He's not here making Christians. He's, the Bible doesn't say to go out and make Christians. Show me where it says make Christians and be happy. It don't say that. It says to make disciples. I think three times it mentions Christians in the New Testament, and over 160 sometimes it says to make disciples. Well, we're living in an era where, oh, yeah, people are are Christian and they're not being, where are they at? Where are they at? Because it'll cost us something. Before, Before he talks about bringing in the harvest, in Luke he talks about the cost of discipleship. We won't even go there, that's another day. You got to come back on another Sunday. The cost of being a disciple for Christ. There is a cost. There is a cost. Oh, the reward is so great. The reward is so great. But you better get back on what I'm preaching, huh? Quit meddling. So the Israelites farmers plowed at the beginning of the rainy season and through the through the whole time through the summer, March to early June. For the plowman, it says this, for the plowman to overtake the reaper would mean such an abundant harvest that it would last all summer long and that it would not be gathered where the plowing had started again. Grapes were harvested from midsummer to early fall. The grain crop was sown after plowing in the late fall. Could you imagine? We've all worked in the fields here or worked at packing houses or you might be a farmer. Could you imagine having an extended harvest for months? Say like, you know, hey, the harvest is from here to here. We already know. I, I can't wait till the early peaches come out. Can't wait till the apricots come out. Blooms were out this morning like crazy. I said, it's getting close. 
The harvest is getting close. Harvest time is getting close. Harvest time is now, folks, spiritually. Now is the time. Now is the time. He's looking for workers. He's looking for people who say, Lord, send me. Here I am. And I believe that this church isn't going to be an oasis center of salvation and restoration and deliverance. I believe that with all my heart. I believe some of you people that think, I don't know if I could check, never want someone to Jesus. I believe some of you are going to step out into a new plateau until it's going to be so greater that you're going to be calling pastors. And he's going to, they, they, they want someone again. They let someone to Jesus again. We're going to get phone calls. It's, it's, it's like never before. The opportunity is there. Look, not, not a good opportunity, but a God opportunity. A time when, when God wants to use you, you don't have to be behind his pulpit. I explained this morning at a time I used someone in Reppet. See, see, Brother Joe, I know him. I can use him. Uh, be working at, at his job at the hotel. Be working there. And all of a sudden, someone walks by and they're, they're just mumbling and you can just sense that they're not having a good day. And Joe could say, you know, how are you doing? I'm not doing good at all, but I'm just so, and all of a sudden quickens. Pray for him, Joe. And Joe says, hey, can I pray for you? See, that's to be ready in season. That's what God is wanting us to be at your job, at your work, at your home. And that's where it starts. The harvest of grapes will be so great that it would seem as though the mountains and hills themselves were flowing with rivers of sweet wine. I believe this church, and I'm here, the Lord told, the Lord I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like he's, he uh, told me to come and join this team and, and, and submit to these pastors. I know that he told me without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. I know that he said, this is where I want you to go. Even though when I tried fighting, I said, but I want to go over here. I want to go over here. He said, you can go over there if you want, but it's you. You want to go, go. But you said that you do whatever you want. And this is where I want you to go and submit and be there. And stay there. And I said, okay. Even though some challenges, and, and, you know, of, of doing it, but I said, okay, and we're here, and God's going to be doing some great things. He's already been doing it through you all already, but he's even getting ready to do some more. Your faithfulness, your prayers is get, has getting ready to, to, to produce the greatest harvest ever seen. John 10.10 10 says this. The thief does not come except to steal. Remember that. The thief does not come except. This is the only thing, the reason why the thief comes is to steal and to kill and destroy. That's his mission, that's his assignment, and that's what he wants to do to you and I. I have come. Jesus says, I have come that they may have, that you may have life, that they may have life. See, not just, this, this does not go that, that, that you may have life. I'm saying that they may have life. Those others who don't know Christ. Those others who are walking, or walking around and they're looking good, but in their mind are being tormented. Because of their childhood, because of whatever it is, because of, uh, of habits, before, because of addictions. It, it, see, that doesn't, that doesn't scare God away, but it scares us. It scares us. But God is equipping you, saints. God is, is getting you ready. God is getting ready to open up the gates, and there's going to be a flood coming in. There's going to be a flood of souls coming in. Those who've known Christ, who've walked away, the prodigals are coming home. Those who, are, those who have never known Christ are coming. God, you've been praying for family members. Some of you here, get ready because they're coming home. I believe that. Get ready because they're coming home. The, pray, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Keep praying, I'm telling you. 
So the Lord is telling Amos that the harvest is so plenty and would be and how it would be to extend. It just it's just going to extend. The harvest is going to extend. Well, we've only got so many boxes of this fruit because we only have every year we only do you know 1.5 million boxes of fruit, right? People, you know, you guys estimate. But man, now we got like 4.5 coming in because the harvest is bigger than ever before. Get ready, folks. The harvest is coming in like never before. It's time to reap the harvest. We have a promise from God. His arms are not shortened that he cannot save. We are walking in the day of the greatest opportunity to reap the harvest. People are wanting an answer, and we have it. And that answer is Jesus. See, God is, God is dealing with some of your hearts right now. Without me even coming up here, I mean, I, I really, literally, literally had this to, to, that's why I wanted them to play again, to literally say, Lord, I don't ever want to step into your, you, to, you know, if you have something else planned, and the, the, God's presence and His glory was here during that worship. It was here, and I said, God, I, I, don't, I don't need to say a word. And, and, and we, my pastors should think, we, we just want God to do what He wants to do in people's lives. And if it would have been just praising God and worshiping Him, so be it. That's his plan. We believe in standard and order, right, Pastor? But if God steps in and says, this is what I want to do, you think that we're going to stop God? Shame on us. God, have your way, because there could be someone. I've been in situations and opportunities in churches where, where, where they, they said, God, have your way, and God did what he needed to do, and, and God used someone else, and they shared about suicide on their life, about how God did that. And, that, and, and right then and there, a guy broke. Shot, scream, and from the back of the church came to the altar and said, man, I, this was my, I came saying, God, if you don't, I, I need help. He, said, he wanted to blow his brains out. But because of that obedience, God set the man free. Because of your obedience, there's people out there who, who, not you, God wants to set free, but he wants to use you. You're special. Nate, God's got some great things for you in your life. Great things for you in your life. Stay focused. Stay steady. Stay focused and stay stay steady. God's got some special things. I don't know who you are. I might know. I'll be to the mass, but I just feel I feel drawn to you. I I, I don't know why. I just feel spiritually. I just feel that 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 God is is get ready. Okay, God God is just telling me to tell you to, to get ready. Okay, and you know what that means. He gets. Get get ready. Put some things in order. Get, might have to eliminate this and eliminate that. But he says, get ready and seek him and watch what he does in your life. I really feel that from the Lord. I strongly, strongly, strongly uh, lift your hands up right now. Would you right now over this place? Just give him thanks and give him praise. Father, we thank you. God wants us to put us in a place where we can make room for him. We can make room for him. And by the direction of the Holy Spirit to guide you each day, daily, to build his kingdom. God has called you and I to be the light of the darkness. Father, we thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands. Just some of you continue. It's all right to lift your hands up here. It's all right to lift your hands up here. Do you hear what I said? It's all right to give him praise here. It's all right if you need to. I see some people, I seem kind of like dancing a little bit. It's all right to do that here. Don't feel ashamed. 
I seen this one guy, he don't know how to dance his one church, and he's just all over the floor, just arms going, doing this, and some people were saying, man, look at him, he don't, but see, you don't know where that guy came from. You don't know where he was at and what God did for him. So he's just so happy and so free that he says, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it unto the Lord. You know what? When you do it unto the Lord and you get freedom in your life, this morning with this worship and color and the worship here this morning, I, I saw, I, I just seen this in my mind. I'm not saying the Lord gave it, but I picture this, that God, it says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And I've seen the Father sitting down there. And while you guys are praising worship, I can just imagine God, because God, because He knows everything going on in all the churches. I just seen God saying, who's that? Who's that playing? Who's that singing? All of a sudden, I, I just seen Him could picture looking down on you all saying, yeah, I hear it. And I want to tell you guys, this team, worship team, because I need to tell you this. It's one thing to be a great musician, great singer, and have the gift. You guys are all gifted and talented. There's a lot of gifted and talented musicians out there. But let me tell you what, you guys are anointed. The anointing of God is upon every note, every string. There's sometimes you don't even know. You're, you prophesy on that guitar. You do. I don't know if you've ever been told that before or, or whatever, but, but when you're playing, you're, you're, it's prophetic. The sound is being released in all of you. So, uh, folks, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in awe of what God is getting ready to do. And I'm just happy to be with you all. I want to close with this. When I pray, I'll pray afterwards, but I want to close with this. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. As I told the pastors earlier, or the people at church, goes, if I just sparked something in one of you men, Primo, I saw you. Oh, you forgot, huh? If, if, if you men forgot, there's tons of flowers out there on the outskirts and in town, okay? Just tell the wife, go get gas and be right back and get your flowers. Oh, I forgot to give this to you. None of you have done that. Yet. Anyway, I'm just in awe this morning. I, I'm, 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 I'm in awe. I'm honored. I'm humbled. I'm happy. I'm at peace. And that's where He wants us to be. He wants you and I to be the light in the darkness. There's one quick story I want to share. It's a true story. Years and years ago, this, one of the pastors from Hillsong came over to the United States for the very first time and never been into a super Walmart. And um, it was late at night and she couldn't sleep and talk, took her daughter. They went to go get something very simple. And, I'm, and I'm, it's coming back and I believe it was, it, was, it was batteries. So it ended up being where the daughter was fascinated with a flashlight. It, 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 it always went with the flashlight everywhere it went. And they went to a Walmart, brother. And um, all of a sudden, the child says, it was pointing around the flashlight. You know, it's all lit it up. I mean, no, Walmart's all lit it up, right? It's all lit it up, and it's flashing the flashlight. And, and, and the daughter says, Mommy, Mommy. He says, Watch, because there's no, there's no light. I can't, I can't see it. And, 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 and the mother was, she got a sermon out of this, and this, this is strong, this is powerful. And the mother's like, well, me, I didn't say miha, the Australian, whatever word it is, miha it is. 
but uh, said there's 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 too much light in here. Light light's not gonna work in here. He says, well, we need to go find some darkness. <laughs> the little child says, we need to go find some darkness. That way, this light will work. My challenge to you this morning is wherever you go, look for an opportunity, a God opportunity, where there may be, someone may be living in darkness, maybe darkness that you can shine the light that God has given you and I, that you can be able to there just a simple, hey, God bless you. That's all, that's what it is. Be as simple, can I pray for you? That's all it is. If you would stand up right now real quick as I pray and as pastors come up and close out or the worship team. Father, right now, Lord, I pray for these people, Lord. I pray for their their lives. I pray for the family. Father, I pray for them, Lord God, as they leave, Father God, as they leave this building, Father. We are getting equipped here. We come together, Lord. We fellowship, Lord. Now the field is out those doors, Lord. The field is out those doors, Lord. Lord of the harvest. Lord of the harvest. The field's ready. It's white as snow. And as we look, go, Father, let us be obedient to you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.